Praise God, everybody. Praise God. Welcome to the Freedom Podcast. You are listening to your host, Taylor Simone. It's been a minute due to my disobedience. (laughs) That's not funny, but um, sometimes we go through that where... You feel like God is, or no, you don't feel. You know God is saying something, but you're coming up with every excuse as to why you can't or shouldn't do it, and then you just end up doing it um, because that's what you're called to do. It's who you are. It's who he made you to be. He made us in his image. He made us his son. He made us his daughter. And so because we love him, we obey him, out of love not out of obligation which just proves that free will exists i used to not believe in free will so anytime i get a chance to say that we have free will um i always use that opportunity because there might be somebody that didn't believe in free will in even though the bible says that we have it for some reason i just felt like we didn't because he's God and he's sovereign. But anyway, God revealed it to me. We have free will. Amen. Moving on. Um, <laughs> today, we're going to be talking about judgment. And I'm going to read Matthew chapter 7, verse 1 through 5. And then we're going to pray. And we're going to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say. So Matthew 7, starting at verse 1. Judge not that you be not judged for with the judgment you pronounce you will be judged and with the measure you use it will be measured to you why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye but do not notice the log that is in your own eye or how can you say to your brother let me take the speck out of your eye when there is the log in your own eye you hypocrite First, take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Amen. So, Holy Spirit, Lord, we welcome you in our hearts right now. We make room for you. You are invited. Purify our hearts, Lord. Bring us revelation and wisdom, but most of all, humility to hear you and to follow you. Lord, in your spirit of gentleness, speak to our ears, Lord, that we may hear Lord, we just repent for any way that we have sinned, knowingly or unknowingly, Lord. And we just ask for your forgiveness. And we forgive those that have done us wrong, Lord. We release that to you. We lay down that that burden Lord, we lay down control. 
just build our faith with your word. In Jesus' name, thank you so much that there's that we have the power in your name. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we just read Matthew chapter 7 where Jesus is talking about judging others. Now, people love to say, only God can judge me, which is true. <laughs> only only God can judge because he is the only one righteous. I want to break this down into a couple different sections, but I want to preface before I get into it that a lot of times in and out of the church, um, unbelievers will have this idea that we have no room to judge or like we need to stop judging them for their sin and, you know, just like basically leave them alone. Which to a certain extent is true by the word of God because they judge themselves by their unbelief. So even if we bring the word of God to them or we try to show them and they reject it, we don't have to look at them or be worried about what they're doing because they judge themselves by not believing. And so God has already judged them. So there's no reason for us to as believers to go around and judging unrepentant sinners that's a waste of time and it's just not the heart of the lord because he takes care of them and there's also this idea within the body of how we are and how we are not supposed to judge a brother and sister and I want to make it clear that in this passage, I do not believe that Jesus was saying that we can't judge one another, but it's about the heart posture and why you're even calling something out. There's a difference between using the word of God to bring a grievance to something that you've noticed and then like living by law and pointing out every wrong thing somebody is doing and and you're not even focused on yourself you're not even grieved on your own sin or what what is happening in your spiritual walk that does not line up with the word of God but you want to be quick to point out everyone else I think that is what Jesus is speaking to in this passage so I want to talk to the people that like me have had issues with being judgmental and overcritical not just of others but of yourself because it says that for with the judgment you pronounce you will be judged and so I started meditating on that and realizing that a big chunk of my life, I've had intrusive thoughts of being critical 
And then I realized too that I have a lot of thoughts where I'm being judgmental of other people or holding them to a standard that I'm not even able to meet myself, but I'm having an expectation that they should. And that's just not right. That's not the heart of God. He does not need our help in the judgment seat. And so because it said that judgment that you give out will be measured back to you, it's like all those thoughts that I'm having of judging other people, I'm turning that back on myself. And now I can be in like this state of paralyzed faith because I feel like I'm not doing something right or like basically that I'm not doing something right and I'm not qualified or I can't speak to this or I don't have all the knowledge or anything like that. I'm just being overcritical of myself and really just discouraging myself. But that really is just the fruit of what I do to others. And so that that's the fruit that I'm bearing for myself. And I think it just works hand in hand. And so what God has been ministering to me is to let go of being God. Because there's only one that is righteous. There's only one that is good. And yes, I and you are his righteousness by faith. By the blood, we are made clean. But anything that I do that is good comes from him. It does not come from me. Only he is good. If I'm kind and patient and loving and gentle, it's not because of me, because I know how to be have morals. It's because the Holy Spirit is working through me and allowing me to bear fruit by his power, by his spirit, and by his strength. And when you remember that, it gets easier to not be so judgmental and critical of what other people are doing wrong. The Bible says that Satan is the accuser of the brethren. So if you find yourself pointing your finger and trying to bring someone guilty before God, that is a good indicator that you're operating out of the flesh. Because that's not the Spirit of God for our brethren. Throughout the New Testament, there are many passages that tell you how to bring a grievance against your brother or how to deal with sin. But all of that comes from a place of love and being grieved over that person and wanting the best for them, not doing it out of the fact that you think you're better than somebody and they need to get right with the Lord. Like, the heart behind it is... I love you, my sister. I love you, my brother. And gently bringing the word of God to them. And then letting go once you do that and allowing God to move. 
because we're not the righteous judge. We don't sit in the mercy seat. So Jesus, King of kings, Lord of lords, is righteous, and he will make the judgments. Now, as far as now, as far as being prideful and thinking you're better than someone, that is witchcraft. That is not how the Lord operates. He is a humble and gentle spirit, and he regards others as higher than himself. So if you think that you're better than somebody else because you don't drink as a Christian, or you don't wear this kind of clothing brand, or you don't eat these certain kinds of foods and your brother or sister in Christ does and you think they're wrong and they need to get your revelation, that is pride and witchcraft operating and that is not the Spirit of God. That means, genuinely, that means that you are a slave to the law when Christ has made us free. Why are you trying to make an agenda for what why are you trying to make an agenda for what people need to do in order to be right with God that's what the Pharisees did that's what the Sadducees did and they were wrong they were a brood of vipers there is no set of laws that we have to follow in order to be made right with God. All we have to do is believe in the Lord, call on His name, repent of our sins, and we are saved. There is no longer condemnation for us. So if you think because you don't drink that makes you a better Christian or it makes you more holy, then you're, you're not even walking in your own freedom and you're trying to bring somebody else into bondage. Nothing that you do out of your flesh makes you holy or makes you better than somebody else or anything like that. Now, we have the ability to walk in holiness by the Holy Spirit. We have the ability to follow righteousness and and what God says is sin we have the ability to turn away from that by the Holy Spirit but it's not because we follow the law we love God we love others and the law is complete and whole through those actions. Because if you love God, then that automatically gets you through obedience and following His will and turning away from sin. 
that knocks off like half the commandments, just loving God. And then the other half is by loving others, serving them, being a good listener, being kind and patient. That follows all the other ones. Obeying your parents, do not murder, do not steal. All of that falls on love your neighbor, respect their businesses, respect people's property. It it The law is complete through love. And so... We don't need to cast judgments to our brother and sister because then we're not operating in love. God never said not to bring up sin to one another or lead each other back to the right path. But he says in Galatians chapter 6 verse 1, brothers, If anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him. Keyword, restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself lest you too be tempted. So it's basically like we're not isolating people because of their sin. We have the heart to restore them and bring them back onto the path but also realizing just because God may be using us in that moment to restore a brother and sister doesn't mean that we're not susceptible to that attack from the enemy that doesn't mean that we're above temptation or that we can't ever just be wrong and so when you think of yourself in a humble way and regarding others as higher than yourself it starts to become easier to not cast your finger or point your finger at somebody on what they're doing wrong. Your focus is, how can I love this person right now? How can I serve them in this season that they're in? And how can I put my faith and trust in God that he's going to get them where they need to go? Because he did it for me. So he's going to do it for them. And so there's just this contrast of, yes, telling the truth, the word of God is love, but accusing and trying to make someone guilty is not the heart of God. And also realizing that we don't need to go around and start arguments with unbelievers because their judgment is in their unbelief. In my opinion, if you share the gospel with somebody and they don't receive it and they're like, well, this is the God I know and da 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 they've already judged themselves. There's no point of going back and forth because we have the truth in the word. And it's clear that they're not following the word. They don't want to. You dust, um, you dust off your shoulders and you keep it pushing. We don't entertain discourse with unbelievers and trying to accuse them because they've already accused themselves so that's really a waste of time amen and the last point i want to make is that The reason why there's this huge contrast going back to Matthew chapter 7 of a speck in somebody's eye and a log, which is way bigger than a little speck, is because God wants us to realize that we should be 
so grieved over our own sin, over our own issues that we need to work out with him way more than what somebody else has going on. I know there's a scripture in Proverbs where it's like going into an argument that has nothing to do with you is like picking up a dog by its ears. It's like, what are you doing? You know, you look crazy and you're hurting the animal. You're only hurting yourself. Um, But there really is... This emphasis on on being grieved over your own sin. And when you have that revelation of your wickedness, when you're speaking to other people about something that you feel like the Lord is calling you to speak on, it's from a place of humility and it's from a place of like, sorrow and love for that person because you understand what it's like to be grieved over something wicked in your life wicked that or a way that you are seeing things and God revealing that to you and then when you feel that restoration from the Lord and him bringing you out of your own tendencies when you're speaking with others it's way easier to be gentle and loving and it purifies your heart And the other person can feel that and know that because sometimes we just want to have our own agenda as to why we're doing things, why we want people to be saved or trying to force them into something that they're not, that they're clearly not ready for. It's more of just like, let me be a listener and meet them where they're at instead of pointing my finger. Amen. And so I just want to testify how God has been restoring my mind, on, even on myself, of being overcritical and judgmental and just little things. And how that is kind of a reflection to my thoughts towards others. It's way more loving. There's way more kindness in my thoughts of how I see other people because God is showing me how to not be critical of myself. Amen. So it's just been a very humbling experience. It's a very hard word from the Lord when you realize that you're being judgmental and your heart is actually not because you just want truth or you just want them to be saved or this. No, your heart is that way because you think you're doing something that they're not and they need to be more like you when they really need to be more like Jesus because our we are not the standard. Jesus is the standard. If God has asked you to do something, he asked you to do it. He didn't ask them to do it. That doesn't mean they don't hear from God or that they don't have revelation or they just don't understand. He asked you to do it. So we have to understand that God is righteous and he knows best. And if he's asking us or showing us something, that's for our walk. And we basically just mind your business. (laughs) Love your neighbor. Love your brother and sister in Christ. But mind your business unless God is making it your business and calling you in a spirit of gentleness to correct or rebuke. 
all right? Because we can get ourselves into trouble um, in our own mind, and and how and it, and it affects how you view yourself when you're not doing things in love. Amen. So thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for your revelation. Thank you for your wisdom. We just are honored to even have this book. We are honored to walk with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, I just ask that you refresh our minds, renew our minds, Lord. Show us that we do have the mind of Christ. Show us how to walk in freedom and not walk by the law, Lord, because we are no longer slaves to the law, but we are free in Christ Jesus. And we have all the riches and glory in Him, in you, that we lack nothing in you. Lord, we love you and we honor you and you are worthy of all the glory. Give us a heart of humility, Lord. Show us how to walk in love. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.